Hey everyone, my name is Billy and welcome to this week's message from Greenville Vineyard. Today I want to talk about journeys. Um, I, I love journeys, you know, uh, one thing I just love to do is I just love to travel, whether I'm flying across the world to go visit a new space uh, or new place even, or if I'm on one of my family's epic road trips that we do every once in a while, every couple of years we'll do a big 2,000 mile road trip if we're out somewhere looking at some national parks or or what have you and you know we just just love to do that love to travel love to see new things and when we go on these epic journeys there's a number of things that we just love to get out of them obviously it's firstly is to to see and experience uh, new and amazing places and the second is to really form memories memories as a couple with my wife memories as a family with our kids and to really just deepen relationship with one another as we go on those big big trips you know, some of my favorite moments in life are from these journeys. You know, for instance, I'm just going to show you a photo quickly or a couple of photos. In these photos, these were taken at Yosemite National Park. And uh, the funny thing about this is that particular day, we were only really exploring the park that one day. And I was deathly ill with food poisoning that day. I just, I was really moving slow. I was feeling rough. Um, I had been up the whole night before, hadn't had any sleep. And um, but still, it was still a great day being able to just move around that park, see those amazing views, look at those amazing vistas, and just to be in general awe of everything and to just watch my family enjoy the moment as well. It was just a great, great place to be, and I just I really look forward to the day to go back there. You know, I mean, every year goes by, I'm like, hey, I wonder if we'll be able to get out west again and go see Yosemite again. And uh, because I just, I just want to go see that place and experience it even more, do some hiking, uh, and just check it out for a longer period of time. And you know, that journey just sticks with me. It was just a rich, rich journey. It was a rich holiday. And you know, as we begin this new series today, uh, we'll go over it for our next couple of weeks. I'm calling it The Journey, and today's entitled Beginnings. You know, like I said, there are many journeys we can take on life. We can go like on an epic road trip like I just discussed, but you know, our lives are a journey. You know, the life you're living with your family, the life that you go through at work, the friends you have, you're on a journey and everybody is a part of that journey. Some of us are on great journeys and we're getting a lot out of life and things are going well for us. Some of us are on really difficult journeys. Uh, sometimes not through any fault of our own. Sometimes we've made some bad decisions that have landed us in a place where, where life is difficult and our journey has taken a turn through, through a rough patch. And the thing is, we all embark on our life journeys with the same intention, don't we? We all make our life choices in the hope for something better in the future. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And you know, the, the whole aspect of journey doesn't just stop there. And this is what we want to really dig into in this series over the next couple of weeks. And it's this, we want to focus on how Jesus, through his life and through his gospel message, has revealed to us that there's only really one journey that leads to the full life that we're designed for. And we're going to call it the kingdom journey through the next couple of weeks. And we just want to look at how, what really what this journey is and how we can walk in it. So why don't you pray with me before we get into our reading today. I'll be reading from Acts chapter 9. And um, you can either follow on screen or open up your own Bible for that. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you invite us to something better. 
through your son, our Lord Jesus. As we begin to talk about how to begin on this journey today, Lord, would you challenge us? Would you reveal to us journeys and life choices that we've made right now that we're on, that aren't healthy for us, that really aren't a part of your plan for our lives? Would you expose them to us? Would you challenge us to turn away from those those journeys, to turn away from those decisions and to pick up what you have for us and to begin to walk in that? Guide my words today, Lord. Let them be from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I'll be reading from Acts chapter 9, and I'll be starting at verse 1. And this is about Saul, who we later know to be Paul, after he comes, uh, becomes a follower of Jesus. So let's see what it says. Meanwhile, Saul was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priests and asked them for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, that's people who believed in Jesus, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus, on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. So if you're familiar with the story, what happens is there's a disciple, a follower of Jesus in that city called Ananias. And God appears to him and says to him, you must go and pray for this guy called Saul so that he will receive his sight again. Ananias has a, what can be best described as a mild freak out moment. He's like, wait a minute, Lord, uh, don't you know who this guy is? You know, we all do that when we feel challenged by God, don't we? We want to question whether he's uh, as knowledgeable as we are on the situation. And so he says, don't you know who this guy is? He's dangerous. He's arresting people. He's getting people killed. All this kind of stuff had been going on. And uh, God says, just go and do it. I've got plans for this guy, and I've revealed to him all that is going to happen. And so Ananias obeys, to his credit. He goes down, prays, prays for Saul. The scales fall off his eyes, and, and Saul can see again. And he gives his life to Jesus at that moment. And instead of arresting the followers of the way in, in Damascus, he goes straight to the synagogue and starts arguing for Jesus as Messiah, as the Chosen One, as as God incarnate on earth here, and he just confuses everybody and causes a whole kerfuffle, as some of us say. And so this is this is teaching us something, right? It's teaching us that Paul was on a journey, and he rejected that old journey, and that's our first point today. We have to reject the old journeys. We have to reject the journeys that are taking us away from Jesus. All of us or maybe on one journey, but many of us are on multiple journeys in our life. Some of them are drawing us nearer to God and His will for us for our lives, and some of them are taking us away. Saul believed he was on a righteous journey. You know, he was passionate about his nationality, and he was passionate about stopping people from corrupting their nationality and corrupting 
the faith and the religion that went with that nationality. And so he was going around and he was persecuting them. He was rounding them up and trying to put a stop to their heresy, trying to put a stop to, stop to this, this traitorous behavior that he had understood. And what he didn't realize was, and this is the mistake that many people make, including Christians here in America and all over the world today, was this, is that what he didn't realize was that his journey was actually working against God's purposes for his people. He wasn't working for God. He was working against him. He thought he was doing good, but he was actually serving evil. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we get caught up in some sort of belief or some sort of movement that we think we're doing something right, but actually God is looking back and going, actually, no, you're not doing something right. You're actually working against my purposes here on earth. And then God enters into the situation, and in his grace, God doesn't kill him. He decides to reveal the truth to Saul by striking him down. Obviously not killing him, but by literally striking him down to the ground with a blinding holy light. And as he does this, he exposes Saul's error and grave sin to him. The God that Saul was serving so passionately to the point of violence appears to him and asks him this terrible question. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? In essence, he's saying to him, Saul, your violence is not against heretics and traitors. Your violence is against me. You are the traitor. What a realization that must have been in that moment. You know, all of us who follow Jesus now are like Saul. At one point in our life, we were working against God's purposes in our lives. We were on a different journey, and sometimes we were taking other people away from the journey of God to try and distract them onto this. And then God revealed himself to us, and we, we changed course. We turned around, and we began on a new journey. But occasionally, we still get distracted, don't we? We get led astray. We, we go on side paths, and occasionally, we still betray the Lord by standing for things that he finds offensive. You know, it's, it's been in the news this week, you know, uh, people talk a lot about, you know, racism, about, you know, out of control nationalism where you just begin to hate other cultures and stuff like that. And, you know, Christians get sucked into these things, but these aren't glorifying to the Lord, are they? Because God loves the whole earth and he loves every color and stream and all that kind of stuff. And so kingdom people aren't meant to get distracted into those things. We're meant to show a better way. And often... When we get distracted, we just misrepresent God in a terrible way and we, we bring shame on the name of Jesus. And so as followers of Jesus, our job is always to be questioning ourselves. Say, okay, well, what do I believe? You know, am I on the right path? Am I on a path that Jesus would be happy to walk down with me? Or am I on something that's a little bit sketchy, you know? And many of us are too afraid to ask that question at times. But it's really, it's really, really important that as a disciple of Jesus, you stop every once in a while in your life. Maybe you should do it every new year because people are thinking that way anyway. Ask yourself, hey, are all the journeys I'm on, all the things I'm into, the things I'm getting passionate about, would Jesus sit next to me and say, yeah, yeah, I'm into that in a big way too? Or would he throw some questions out there? Would he say, yeah, in part, some of that's good, but there's a few things about that that I don't like. And are you willing to hear that? Or have you got an idol in your life and there's just some stuff that you don't want Jesus to talk to you about? But be warned, if you keep him out long enough, he might break in, just like he did with Saul's life here. And so 
we need to lay down that old journey. We need to identify the old journey, the one that's in, in the way of God, the one that's stopping his purposes. And we need to allow God to speak to us. Uh, we need to let him expose our error. We need to let him expose our sin. We need to let him expose our misrepresentation of him here on earth. Be it our views of something, the way we treat others, um, some activity that we're committed to, whatever it is. You know, what might it be for you? You know, um, do you have hatred in your heart to some sort of group of people, you know, of a different ethnicity or a, or a different nationality? Um, do you believe in a version of the gospel that leaves out the bits that you don't like? Are you a pick and choose type of follower of Jesus? There's certain things about God that, oh, you don't like it, so you just use that classic statement of, my God would never be like that. Well, you might have a different God to the Lord Jesus then. Or maybe you're someone that's never consciously submitted your life to Jesus. You are consciously on a different journey altogether. You're moving in a different direction. And you're in that place in your life right now where you're realizing that that journey that you're on isn't going to the isn't going to a good place and you're taking stock of your life and you're reconsidering where you should be. Whatever it is, in order to embrace God's better journey, which is my next point, you have to lay down the old journey. You have to stop going that way. You have to turn around from it and begin on a new journey. We call that repentance in the Christian world. And so this is what Paul does. He embraces God's journey by turning away from his old journey. He humbles himself and accepts that his ways were wrong and that God's ways are better. This is key for anybody who wants to go on the journey to life with God. You have to come to a point in your life where you realize that your ways, your thinking is always inferior to God's. That his ways and his thinking is always better than yours. And that, that, is, that is a humbling thing where you have to sit down and realize that uh, I will always be second. And you need to be good with that. And so Paul realizes that, or Saul at this time, he, he grasps that, he embraces that, and then he submits himself to God and he submits himself to the new journey that God has laid out to him. God reveals to him when he gets converted, hey, you're going to represent me to, to, to whoever I send you to, and you're going to suffer for it. And because Saul has caused so much suffering, he accepts it almost... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to use the word penance, but we all understand what it is. Almost as a penance for what he's done. But, you know, God's forgiven him for that sin. But God says to him, I want you to do this and you're going to suffer for it. Saul accepts it, he embraces it, and he begins the journey immediately after his conversion. And he stuck with that journey for the next 20, 30 years, right up until the point where he was martyred in uh, Rome. And you know, the effects of that journey, the effects of his commitment to his journey are felt to this day. I mean, the fact that I'm talking to you about this is a direct result of him saying yes to the journey God had laid out for his life. All of us followers of Jesus who live in the, the Western Gentile world, we can trace our, our heritage, our spiritual heritage back to this guy, to him stepping out in faith and following God. You know, and each one of us, each one of you is invited to do the same, to step out in faith, to turn away from our old journey, and to embrace this new kingdom journey that God is offering to us. We need to humble ourselves. We need to acknowledge that God's ways, his kingdom journey for our lives, 
is way better than any journey that you or I are constructing right now. You are invited to submit to God and walk in the life that he calls you to. And that walk leads to an everlasting life. One that is just full. Full of all good things. And is eternal and has you in the family of God and ruling and reigning on this earth when Jesus comes to fix it all. And you know, one thing we just have to realize as we embrace that journey, the kingdom journey, is that it is bigger than this life. Too many Christians are not thinking beyond this life or beyond their neighborhood or beyond their country that they live in. But God has a love for the entire world, the entire universe. He has a love for its future. And he wants to come back and make all things new. And when he invites you and I to a kingdom journey, he invites us to see beyond our color and our race. He invites us to see beyond our preferred political party because when he comes back, those political parties aren't going to exist anymore because he's going to be king. And we're going to reign with him. It's going to be amazing. He wants us to see beyond our, our nationality. He wants us to see the world as he sees it. The, the world that he loved and gave his life for. And he invites us, this is the scary part, he invites us to do the same. To love that same world. To love people a different color from us. To love people who speak a different language to us. To, to love people who live in a different country to us. To the point that we just give our lives out for them. So that they too can know Jesus. They too can be found by him, turn away from their journeys and begin the kingdom journey too. Surrendering their life to Jesus, knowing him as Lord and Savior and beginning to walk into that new kingdom life that he has for them. And that's a journey. You know, There's lots of different words you can call it, but it's, it's the Christian life. Understanding what God has made you for. Realizing that your purpose is to be his image bearer here on, on, on earth and to begin to live that out, to be his ambassador wherever you go, to bring his life and his love to every situation that you find yourself in. Even if you're in a situation where the people and the things going around you, going on around you are reprehensible to you, but still he calls you to be his salt, his light in those situations. So it's bigger. It's bigger than anything you can picture and it's going to challenge you can make you uncomfortable and that's a good thing because that's the only way you're going to grow and become the human the full human that God has designed you to be the true you if you like so today this is the challenge will you join me in saying yes to God and asking him to lead you into his kingdom journey for your life hey Let's be still for a moment and invite the Holy Spirit to draw near to us. Give you an opportunity to say yes to that question and to give the Holy Spirit, God's presence with us, an opportunity to point some things out to you that maybe you need to turn away from today. Father, thank you that you are here, present by your Holy Spirit in each of our homes, wherever we're listening, in cars, on podcasts, whatever. Holy Spirit, would you come would you come and challenge us? Point out to each one of us right now areas in our lives, decisions that we're making, journeys that we are taking that are moving away from your good purposes. Would you convict us? Would you expose us and cause us to turn away from them? 
So just be in a receptive posture and just let God speak to you. And as things come to mind, things that you're doing that may be displeasing God, just begin to confess them. Say, Lord, I'm sorry that I'm doing this. I choose to turn away from it. If you're someone that's not following Jesus and you know that you need to surrender to him today, just pray that. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I am separate from you. I do sinful things. I submit my life to you, Jesus. Please forgive me for all my sins and help me to start to follow you. Reveal the kingdom life to me. Cleanse me from my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Pray that prayer in your own words the best way you can. And if you've prayed that, pre that prayer, please get in touch with us so we can help give you some resources and help you along that journey. Or if you're not near us, get in touch with a church local to you and they will help you do that. So what I'm going to do in a minute is I'm just going to pray a blessing over you, a prayer. And, but I encourage you to just be where you are if God's speaking to you. Just let him continue to do that. Continue to work through whatever he's revealing to you. Don't rush off. And uh, yeah, allow him to take you into this exciting king kingdom journey that is better than anything you can imagine. Let me pray this to you, over you. It says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Be blessed. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.